Happy October. We are kicking off this spooky month with a series of films that all have one thing in common. Normal, everyday things that incite fear. This week, we discuss The Creator, where artificial intelligence created to help make life easier has, in fact, made it extremely deadly. Joining me in the co-host chair is... It's Jared. I'm back again. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. Good seeing you. I'm Chad, and you're listening to the 128th episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So, um, Jared and I were just chit-chatting a little bit, um, offline, of course, and we were like, hey, um, I'm going to see the creator, you're going to see the creator, let's do a little, a little something extra for the people, you know, it's, it's still in theater, so this is a little special for you guys, um, so yeah, we're gonna get to that to the end of the show, we're gonna, you know, just hit, hit a couple of hot topics and stuff, um, as we go down the line, as we are seldom do. Um, so, um, Jared, you want to talk about the end of the writer strike? Yes, yes. So, as we know, the um, the the writers in Hollywood have been on a strike for over a hundred days. I think it's like half a year, basically, or something along a little, maybe a little more than half a year. And I guess technically, it's not over, over, but they've like tentatively agreed on a deal. So, right. It's like um, so. The actors are technically still on strike, but I, I I think basically what I was reading was like once the writers came to this deal, it sort of like set the groundwork for the actors to end their strike too. So yeah, hopefully everything will be like back to normal. But um, I was reading that like the writers were happy with the deal and they got some like AI pr- protections and all mm-hmm. of that. So and I was happy. All, I was happy to hear that. They're also gonna get to see the streaming numbers. Yeah. So I can't wait till that gets leaked. I know. Because I really want to know what the numbers are on these shows that they keep canceling. Yes. Because that's that's the thing. It's like the the um the, the people who own these streaming sites, they don't they're not obligated to reveal the numbers, you know. So we you basically just kind of have to go based on what they tell you the numbers are. So now we right. kind of, you know, we'll be able to look behind the curtain in a way to see like what's really going on with, with, you know, with the views and whatnot. So I'm just happy it's over because I I just, you know, I love movies. I love TV. So mm-hmm. it's, I guess in a selfish way, but I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that they're happy with the deal. So it's good. I, I'm happy that we're going to start getting real news articles now instead of yeah. like fluff. Like what was that where um, I sent you, I forwarded you an article a couple of weeks back where they were interviewing the director of the Marvels, where um, the 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 the, um, the title was something along the lines of um, the director gets candid about the um, the process of the of yeah. her latest Marvel movie, and basically she was talking about how yeah man, um, fucking this is Kevin Feige's movie, like yeah we, right. we know we know we that. know yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not news. That's literally the MCU has been doing this for yeah. quite a few years now. We know that it's Kevin Feige's movie. <laughs> so I don't know. I we just it's just been a lot of like not not news news stories, you know. Yeah, so, it's been slow motion for sure. Yeah. So I'll be happy to like not have reputable film sources basically write clickbait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a choice. <laughs> it's like, what can you write about at this point? Right. No, I agree. I mean, because, you know, celebrities, for the most part, have been laying low, so you can't even do, like, too much gossipy stuff, you know? Yeah, you don't want to go against the strike and, you know, yeah. get your uh your fellow actors and writers against you and all of that, so yeah, I get you it, but... You, you don't want to be a Drew Barrymore. Right. <laughs> She's like, I'm doing my show. Did you uh see um that um now that the writer strike is coming to an end, her writers have said that they aren't gonna go back to her show? No, I didn't see that. That that or I saw that article today, so it may have been written today. So they they yeah. essentially quit. Wow. Hey, it is what it is. Like they obviously weren't happy, but I mean yeah. But also, like, to play devil's advocate, I get where she's coming from because, like, there's a lot of other staff 
that aren't writers that aren't True. getting paid. True. So I get where she was coming from, but also uh, be a John Oliver, like where he's going on. He had he is currently on tour, comedy tour right now, to have the money to pay his staff. Yeah, that's that's a real move right there. Yeah. So, that's dope. That's dope. I didn't know. Yeah. I actually didn't know he was doing that, but it kind of reminds me of like the Keanu Reeves thing on The Matrix, where it's like he 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 basically um gave the VFX artists like huge amounts of money, like paid them on top of what they already got paid because Good. it's like Good. you know. So it's kind of like a thing like that, but like in this situation, I it's a little bit different because Keanu Reeves was totally volunteer. I guess his is totally volunteer too, but yeah, you know, like just different circumstances. John, John Oliver not obligated to get yeah, he's not money outside. Of, yeah. yeah. So like my thing is like Drew Barrymore, you've been in enough stuff. You could have hit the fucking, um, the con circuit. True. I, I mean, I, I've seen like Zoe Saldana and other like mm-hmm. bigger named actors on the con circuit where normally they wouldn't be doing that. True. True. But that's dope that he did that. I don't, yeah, I kind of see him a different way now. I mean, you he, know, like he's, in a more positive always, light. He's always seemed like a good dude. I mean, you yeah. know, I've I've not seen a lot of his show, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I just mean like I when I picture when I hear his name now, and we'd be like, okay, he did that for his his crew, you know. So yeah, yeah, you you earned a lot of goodwill with the people by doing yeah. that. Yes, yes. I don't know. Like, there's there's other ways to pay your staff. Like, if you don't want to just come out of pocket, like, yeah. So I don't know, man. But uh, my uh, little hot topic is um. So uh, at the St. Louis Art Museum right now, until the end of the year, they have a hip hop um exhibit. Um. So just for context, for those not from the St. Louis area, our art museum is totally free to go in and look at but this specific exhibit costs money so it's like 12 bucks a person but it's pretty cool it just kind of takes you through the history of rap and hip-hop and like you know various forms of art whereas like either like photos um from you know the past or like uh, album covers or like magazine covers uh there's a visual component where like where they're like playing some music videos they have like actual outfits and grills from like specific rappers or chains and stuff. Uh, it's a really fascinating um, exhibit, and it was pretty cool. Like I'm really glad I I I um I got I made time to go and check it out. And um, here's a plug: if you have time to check it out and twelve dollars, you should definitely see it. It's it's pretty cool. And I went okay. on a hmm? yeah. No, I was just about to say I haven't been to the the St. Louis Art Museum. Since, I don't know. It's been two thousand seven, something like that. So that it's been a you, long time. So when you last lived here? Yeah. Well, I left in like twenty ten. Okay. But I hadn't been, you know, like a couple of years since before I left. So, but I've always loved the art museum, as you know. I, I I'm an artist and yes. all of that. So I've been there a bunch of times. But the idea of having a hip hop exhibition there, or um, I guess that's what you would call it. Yeah. Um, I think it's dope. I'm a. I definitely love rap music. I've been listening to rap music since I was a kid. My mom loved Tupac, so I grew up listening to Tupac. So I definitely um would check it out if I were in town. So I mean, but you will be in town, Jerry. I will be in town. Actually, you should, and, you uh, should next you next have, week. Uh, yeah, yeah, because this is going up actually Friday for us. So this is this is going to be a quick turnaround. But um, yeah, like if you if you do have the time, you should definitely check it out. So is it like um a timeline of like the development of hip hop or like how does it set up? It's not exactly like in sequential order. It's just like a lot of various things. And then there's like some stuff where it's just like a person made this, like their interpretation of something. Right, right. So it's like it's a it's a it's a good hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. That's pretty cool. What do you what what uh, rap music do you listen to? What rap music do I listen to? Or do you uh, listen to rap music? Yeah, I listen to everything. Um, so you know, I'm a, like, I really like early Fifty Cent. Um, like Get Richard Die Trying or like Rotten no, Apple Fifty Cent. Get Richard Die Trying. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a yeah. classic. It, it, Get Richard it, it Die is. Trying is a classic. That no is, skips. No skips yes, on that album. For me, that's a Desert Island um album. I agree. Like, I agree. Um, let's see who else do I like. Um, 
I'm on the spot now, man. <laughs> okay, uh, while you think it up, I just have to say, if we're talking about rap music, I personally don't think that there has ever been a person in the history of Earth who can rap better than Eminem. Rap better than Eminem. Nobody. Okay. I do like I don't Eminem. Care who you put up there, they will not out rap Eminem. That's just mm-hmm. a fact, in my opinion. But but Buster <laughs> Buster moves so quickly. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he can't I, he can't rap faster than him. I've heard it's a it's a song called Speed Dumb. S P E E D O M. Okay. And literally the song is like it's like a series from Tech Nine, basically, where he, he brings rappers in and they and they rap as fast as they can. And the Eminem verse on uh, I think it's like the second iteration of Speed Dumb is crazy. It's crazy. I highly encourage you to listen to it if you have never heard it. But it's like one of the fastest verses you'll ever hear anybody rap. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, so I got Eminem as like the best rapper. Maybe not the best artist, like in terms of like, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I just mean from a technical rapping level, putting words together, yeah. putting syllables together. I don't think anybody can do what Eminem does. Okay, okay. I mean, I do like Eminem. Uh, was it uh, Eminem show, Marshall Mathers LP? Yeah. Uh, high school. Uh, I like Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim was like fucking sick as shit. Back Lil' in Kim the 90s. was super dope back then. Yeah, like, yeah. I was. I like Lil' Kim a lot. Yeah. I, it's unfortunate what she did to herself yeah. because I thought she was gorgeous and now she just kind of looks like... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she as a, as a rapper, I thought she was dope. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Jay Z, he has some good shit. Like, of course, of there, course. There, there's a point now where it's like, I like the idea of Jay Z, but I don't really want to hear what you have to say now. Why is that? I don't want to hear rich people actually like. It's it's one thing to like you know the rappers that like they they got their little bonus check or whatever because they signed. But then yeah. it's another thing for like a billionaire to be rapping about stuff. That's that's fair. I can, I suppose I could give you that, but that's I, I also, and, and that's just that's just pe- that's just speaking for Chad. No, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. I, that's understandable. I'm 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 not mad at that at all. But I still think like rapping wise, again, like putting words together, putting songs together, sticking on a topic. Like I think that's one of the biggest problems that like one of the biggest issues that I have with like current rap is like you can't make a song that's like about a topic like most of the new rap songs that I hear and I'll I'll still listen to them just because you know I love loud bass I love good beats I used to make beats you know what I'm saying so when I hear something that's dope I'm like okay I can listen to this even though the lyrics are just sort of throwaway or gibberish or whatever it's the same two topics you know what I'm saying it was like uh, I remember I saw like a Facebook reel or story or whatever like you know those videos on Facebook yeah where um it was like a dude in the car and it was like trying to understand rap now yeah. and it was like that song that go shh, 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 like uh yeah. like every time he yeah. like starts rapping he say shh, shh, shh. and i thought that yeah. was like a i thought that was just something like the the fir- the person in the video made up until like no, that's I was, a legit I was, song yeah like i was like wait this is real why is yes. this real who is yes. listening to this i don't know it's crazy because you know what's funny? I went to uh, when I I had the same exact reaction that you did. I thought it was like a parody song. Yeah. And then I looked further into it. I went to YouTube. I found the actual official video for it, and it was actually people in the comments saying like, "You just don't understand the lingo. Like this is something that we do and stuff like that." And I was just like, "Wow!" Like I'm I was <laughs> I was literally like kind of taken aback. Like I I, I didn't know old. what to say. Like we, yeah, we I guess I am. Old. Yeah. I'm like I just. I don't get it at all, and like, I think the song is called like "Take That" or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. It's like gold. I can't remember the name of it, but it's literally just that's yeah. that's you the whole song. Like yeah. she she came over here and she yeah. was like, shh, 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 shh. yeah, like, that's what? literally. <laughs> and then that's I said, the... shh, 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 shh. yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like. To me, like lit, like the lyrics of of the song, is like for, 
it, you, I guess you could say it's like for me, some it depends on who it is. Like if I'm listening to Jay Z, for example, the beat might not be crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to what he has to say. The lyrics, you know the what I'm The lyrics be, is like what yeah. I'm looking for. So like it, it just kind of varies based on the artist. Like it could be a 50-50 thing where I'm like the beat can be fifty percent, the lyrics can be the other fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it just depends. But like it, with that song, for example, in particular, is just like. The beat is not crazy, number one. And number two, it's like he literally is not saying anything. He literally yeah. just says, shh, shh, shh. So it's just, I don't know. But that's like, that's maybe not I for us, man. That yeah. is not for, for us. Those clicks and beats are not for us anymore, man. And it's funny because, like, I know the older people who, like, prior to rap music coming out, or, like, at least, like, I guess I would say, like, the NWA era mm-hmm. of rap onward, I know they heard NWA and were like, what is this? Like they had they had they had the same reaction to NWA like as we had. Yeah. I mean sh- it's song. it's all it's all generational, man. Yeah, it's all it generational. Uh so before we t- hit the main topic this week, uh just want to touch on Ahsoka. So the time of recording, the episode just um the finale just uh, yeah. uh premiered. And overall, I'm gonna say that the series was fine. It was okay. What would you give I- it out of 10? I hate that, but um, if we're going to do out of 10, I'd give it a 6 because I would give it a 3 out of 5. Okay, I mean a 6 out of 10 is, that's that's above average. You know, if yeah. if, if a 5 is average, yeah. you give it a 6, you know, that's not terrible. You know, it's above average, so. So, like, my complaints of the show are like, this is a direct sequel to uh, Rebels, which yeah. I didn't watch regularly. And so yeah. they don't really like hold your hand on like, hey, all right, if you didn't watch Rebels, they just like jump in, baby. Yeah. Um, and like I cannot stand the volume. Like I all I can see is fakeness. And it's like I we're on a totally agree with you. Like in the first episode when I was okay, full disclosure, I haven't finished the series. Mm-hmm. I've only seen uh maybe the first four episodes. But in the first episode, there's a scene where like she's going to get the map. Uh, like when she's on the highway, it's like the very first thing. No, no, no. Ahsoka herself. When she oh yeah, going, yeah, yeah. That, she's that like in a sort of planet des- or whatever, yeah, deserted uh, planet or whatever. And it's just so clearly volume. And to me, it's like, look, I just watched Andor, and mm. like I'm not just watched it, but like that's like yeah. the last Star Wars content that I watched, and it's so real and like grounded and like clearly not volume. Real sets, extras. Exactly. So when I watch this, it's just sort of like it's t- it's taking me out of it in a way. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't feel, you know, realistic. I mean, that's my issue. With, yeah. I mean, it's the same issue with all this stuff because like the world feels too empty. Like every time we're in space and we're we're flying to a planet, all you see is the planet. There's no debris. There's no yeah. stars. There's no like comets or anything. There's no like um, other space stations or anything. It's just the planet you're going to. The yeah. very first episode when um I forget her name the the one the, the Mandalorian woman, she's um on her way home, and uh, she, um uh, the uh, she's driving down a highway, and it's nothing on the highway. It's just her, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. why can't we populate? I understand there's a big ceremony happening in town, but not everybody goes to every celebration. Some people have to work. Like, right. why is this world so empty? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's a big part of like making sci-fi worlds feel believable is like they feel lived in. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't feel like it's just computer generated. Yeah. And you just stick the character in there to have a setting. It's like you got to go. I wouldn't even say it's an extra step, but it's a necessary step Mm -hmm. to where you have other people who have nothing to do with the story. They got nothing to do with the characters, but they're just there because that's how the you know that's how life works. Other people, right. you know, you right. don't have anything to do with them, but they're still there. You know, like so that's like a big part were, of making it feel realistic. Like if you were filming this for real, you wouldn't just have the actors on set. You would have right. extras and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Like, uh, did you get to the point? It may have been the end of episode two where they go to like a shipping yard. Yes. And like I was like so taken out. This is a shipping yard, 
and like half of the fight is on the ground and half the fight is yeah. in the air and there's nothing in the air except the two people the people trying to get away and then the pursuers right there's no right. there's nobody coming in trying to get shipments nobody's taking shipments yeah. out like what are we doing yeah and that's a good point that you bring up because you could easily not only from a lived in standpoint would that make it better but just from um, even from like a, a action scene standpoint, yeah, where you could have it like, oh, I can't hit these random civilians. You know what I'm saying? You could complicate mm-hmm. the scene. Stuff's in the way. Yes, yes, exactly. You don't want to make it so uh, straightforward or from A to B. You can, right. you know, throw an A, B, C in there, and you gotta avoid B to get to C. You know, so that's just. I feel like, but that's that may also be indicative of them overworking visual effects. Stuff. True. True. I mean, I can't speak for it, but I would assume that might be an element to it. No, I'm I'm almost 100% sure that that has something to do with it because it's not rocket science. You know, people know like what it takes to make a world feel lived in. So if they're not doing it, it's probably for a reason. So, yeah. But all right, um, that takes us to this week's discussion of The Creator. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. We're the same. We can't go to heaven because you're not good. And I'm not a person. All right, so um, we're not... We're gonna, you know, do... Uh, movie is still in the theater rule, so you know we're gonna talk, we're gonna you know build to it. So we're gonna talk snacks. We're gonna talk the audience reaction. But basically, the movie you know description you know it's the future. Uh, it's the, it, it is the future that Sarah Connor tried to stop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> AI AI is out here wilding. But uh, so you went to the theater, uh, Jared, and you had uh, some you had some issues before you even got to the theater. Uh, yeah, so uh, normally I go to it's the theater here in Texas called uh, Evo, which is uh, like the best theater. They have uh, it's like an IMAX equivalent, which is what I usually see all of my movies on. Um, but in this case, they didn't have a Thursday showing like the preview, I guess mm-hmm. you would say the day before the official premiere. So I had to go to um, a theater called Santicos, which is like it's decent. It's pretty good. Both of the places are like uh, entertainment centers, I guess you could say, where they have like laser tag and arcades and bowling and food and all of that. So both facilities are equal, basically. But the Evo Theater is just better. Um, but in this in this case, uh, I had to go to Santicos, which is they're literally like two minutes away from each other. If you leave Santicos and you want to go to Evo, you just drive down the street two minutes and you'll be at Evo. So I... I had to settle for uh, Santigos, but it's not the best, but it's not the worst either. So it's like slightly above average. Um, okay. So it didn't ruin my experience, but I would much rather have seen it at Evo. Okay. But I'm uh, just being snobby. I'm just being a little <laughs> snobby when I say it. Like the Santigos Theater is totally fine. Like it's, no, not, no, it's nothing it. wrong with it, but like the Evo one is just like a notch better. So I, I prefer to see movies there, but it, Santigos is fun. I get it. Like, um, so you know, I'm an AMC guy, AMC A list. So like, I'm yeah. paying the monthly fee, and so, uh, where I am, there's two theaters within like ten minutes of me, and then you've got the Esquire that's about twenty minutes. But the thing is, like, if I want to see IMAX at an AMC, that's a forty minute drive to Edwardsville. And so I kind of thought about making that drive, but I'm like, I don't really want to do that on a Thursday night. Right. And like, maybe if, if the screening was like at five, four or five, and like when I got out, the sun would still be up, maybe. But I was like, nah, I don't want to roll the dice. You are so, old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I am he and he is me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but no, it was, uh, so I went to the one in St. Charles. That's usually my go-to, um, got me a, you know, large popcorn and, um, and soda. And I, I just, I just tucked 40 in. bucks, 40 bucks yeah. right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how was, uh, what, what snacks you get? Um, I actually just went with the icy. 
Really? Oh, my show, yeah, my showing was uh, nine. Oh, that's right. You you went to a late yeah, show. Yeah, so I had right. the super late show. So I just I, I ate dinner and everything before I went. So I wasn't hungry or anything. So I just went with the, the classic blue icy. We don't do flavors. We just say the color blue icy. That's <laughs> yeah, what it's we just, did. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just like Gatorade, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went to the six o'clock show and and you know I went by myself. Usually I'll go with somebody that like carries a purse. So I've been like sneaking water into the theater because, you know, I buy popcorn, but like I don't need a soda, you know? Yeah. But um, so, you know, so I just went all in. Um, And then like my audience is like it was an OK. Well, actually, this was interesting because like I bought the tickets like earlier in the week. And uh, what I do when I buy my tickets, I add it to my Apple wallet like immediately. Yes same yeah and so um when i went in and um the woman scanned my thing she was all like oh hey um you act like the apple wallet said i was in theater three and like i was like k12 i'm just doing mm-hmm. it but, but right. i was actually i was actually supposed to be in theater three so she's she's when the woman scanned my ticket she's like oh hey you're in theater one and you're in some other seat and i was like yeah okay whatever not thinking, not processing. And so, like, you know, I get my snacks and then I'm walking to, and then I look at my phone. And I'm like, all right, it's at theater three. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think she said my theater's different. So then I actually go back into the AMC app and then, like, they changed it to theater one. And then, but my seat number's the same. So it's like K something. So I'm walking up and, um, um, I'm walking up. And um, I'm looking for a K, and like that letter's not there. Like the the like it stops at like um, like I. So I'm like, wait, yeah. where's where's my seat? So I go back out to the um to the living room, the living room, the uh the, the main the main <laughs> yeah. the main uh box office thing, and she's like, oh yeah, you you know you got it, you're not that high. So I'm like, okay, this was this is a lot of back and forth, but okay. Yeah. But um, we had a good crowd, but honestly, I don't remember hearing them at all during the movie. No applause, no gasps, anything? I, I don't recall any of that. Yeah, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that because my, uh, well, first of all, I don't, I don't know if this movie is uh, particularly like. There were a uh, few moments where heavy. there were some gasp moments. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say that, but I don't think it's like, uh, well, I mean, I guess, well, mine, I guess mine is a little bit skewed because I went so late at night and it wasn't like super packed. But um, I don't know if uh, I would say that this movie is like, and this is not a slight on the movie, but I don't know if I would say it's like uh, cheery in any way where you would expect applause or anything like that. Or do you, do you disagree? No, I, I don't disagree with that, but like, there were moments where you could get there for an audience to, you know, to make noise. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I thought it was some comedy beats that that yeah. I, I, I that I heard from my audience where we kind of laughed. So, you know, that was that was there. But I don't, like as far as like loud exclamations or anything like that, I don't think um, my theater had anything like that either. Yeah. Um. So before you saw the movie, did you have any hopes and wishes or? expectations um yeah i thought um it would be honestly it was so just um to give like background i watched the first teaser trailer for it and that was it i didn't watch any other trailers because i don't like to watch too many trailers so they give too much away so i watched the first teaser and with me when I see something in the trailer, and even if it's a teaser, it kind of maps the movie out for me. Like my brain just works in a way where, like, if I see you in a desert background, I know the movie is going to be in a desert at some point. So it kinda no, like, I got you. I got you. Know you. I mean? You're so, you're waiting on that scene. Right, right. So that's why I try to avoid to watch, you know, avoid watching the later official trailers and trailer two and TV spots and all of that. So um, I, I was expecting it to be pretty much what it was it was a few surprises in there so um i'm not complaining about it or anything but it was pretty it was pretty much on par with what i was expecting aside from a few things here and there yeah like i look from like the trailer that i saw like i really wasn't 
expecting too much like off what I saw like yeah this is a derivative of like what we've been getting a lot what the last of us and the Mandalorian yeah were you know tough grizzled um ex whatever man he yeah. has uh he has to transport a child somewhere and along the way he has adopted that child yes yeah that's pretty much yeah that's basically the synopsis for the movie yeah yeah so I mean, we've seen this story so many times yeah. all right so that's going to take us into like actual movie discussion so like i said since this movie's still in the theater there's going to be segments uh we're going to do non-spoilers and then we're going to talk spoilers so in our non-spoiler section jared what were your negatives um my negatives would probably be um some of the editing i thought there was a few things in the movie where it was sort of, um, and this could be for runtime. I'm sure they shot these scenes and they just cut them for, you know, the sake of the runtime being manageable. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there were some scenes where, uh, and this might be a little bit nitpicky, but I felt like there were some scenes where the characters would be in one place and then suddenly they would be in another place. But it wasn't to the point where I was like, taken out of the movie you know what i mean but i noticed it and i was like wait how did they just overcome this obstacle you yeah. know it was sort of like that's that kind of a thing um that was like one of the things that i noticed um the story itself was um it wasn't particularly like innovative or like um revolutionary or like something i'd never seen before so I, I guess you could put that as a negative, but I, I don't expect every movie to be like crazy and new and fresh. So I would still put it as a negative because it wasn't a positive. You know what I mean? Like it, okay. it's just sort of in between. Okay. Um, I would have liked a little bit more world building. And I'm going to get into this more in spoilers, but it's like, I feel like we got a pretty decent grasp of the movie during the first two acts of the of it. But mm-hmm. then in the third act, they were like, oh, hey, um, here's some other stuff that we didn't mention at all that is possible in this universe. And I'm like, what? what? Where did that come from? What are we doing there? Yeah, we can definitely get into those things. <laughs> and then it's like uh, Allison Jennings character. She mentions like uh, a synthoid. Mm-hmm. Um. And like, are the synthoids the ones that are they have the faces of people, but you the back of their heads are exposed? Yes, I think so. Okay, okay. So like, she was saying that um, one of them convinced her son that they were basically an indentured servant, and he was trying to pay her tab, and then he was hurt. And like, I was, I wanted to explore more of that, where um, they're saying not not Allison Jennings' story. But like they're saying, like some of these um, synthoids or whatever they were called, they were like um, doing things against their will. And then it's like it would kind of introduce the idea of like, do they have souls? Right. So I wish that we could have like gone a little further along that line of thinking. Like why why fully introduce that and say that that specific sequence of words if we aren't going to follow that up in any other way? I mean technically you could say like the main character the little girl has a soul but she's also supposed to she's also supposed to be different yeah it's it's always it's always interesting to me like when you talk about movies because on one hand with something like that i i definitely agree with you you could because something like that if you explore it more you could sort of flesh out the world and Mm -hmm. give us a, a better idea and understanding of like the um like the i guess you could say trials and tribulations of what like the ai um robots go through yeah possibly but on the other hand it's like if you do do that how much does that play into the actual story that the movie is trying to tell so it's like a balance of like should we go into this or should we just keep it on track with like what the main character is doing no so it's not I, I feel I feel that, but like uh, just sticking to the Allison Jennings story, her story could have just been like, oh yeah, my son was in the military, 
um he he saw like a synthoid woman being attacked and he went to help her and then they actually it was like a, 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 a setup yeah yeah but like to tell that kind of detailed story and to no, not you're right, explore you're right. that yeah you're right about that it's like um why introduce it if you're not gonna expound yeah. on it more yeah yeah. yeah 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 i get i get you on that yeah that's fair that's totally fair so like i just had some issues with the world building but um yeah uh what about positives Positives, uh, I have to go VFX. Man, just this movie is just seventy million dollars. Crazy. I have seen movies that cost two hundred million dollars that don't look half as good as this movie. Yeah, they like yeah, like at at no point during this movie was I was I taken out of it because I'm like that that CGI. And like I can't tell you how many times in a Marvel movie or a DC movie or any of these other high budget movies where I'm just instantly snapped out of it because I'm like, oh wait, those effects don't look good. Yes, the flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those babies. <laughs> and that movie was like two hundred million dollars. I don't know what exactly what it is off the top of my head, but it was a lot. Yeah. And it doesn't look anywhere near as good as this movie. Like I just knew that this movie was at least $150 million. Yes. And when I saw that it was only 70 or 80 or whatever it is, I think it's 70, I was just like, wow. Like, it, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of District 9. Have you ever seen District 9? I saw it in the theater, yes. Okay. So, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time, like maybe 10 years. But I just remember at the time when I watched District 9, I was like, I can't believe how good this movie looks. And it was for a very low budget. That's what this yeah. movie reminds me of. It's like, how are you pulling this off? How does it look so good? Every shot looks crazy. Real. So It looks yes, real. It looks very real. I didn't see anything that was particularly like, Ugh, you know, and I have an eye for this stuff. Like when I see something that looks off, like it'll it'll bother me to a degree. But with this, I was just like, I, it was just like hats off, hats off to the VFX team because this is yes. crazy looking. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you seen um this director's first theatrical movie? Um, this, the director is Gareth Edwards, and his first theatrical movie is a movie called Monsters. Is that um, the animated movie? No, it's a um, it's a live action film. It came out in two thousand ten. And I'm looking at his IMDb, and I've seen all of his like theatrical movies. <laughs> yeah, like Rogue One is on there, right? Uh huh. And um, Godzilla, the yeah. one with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, and Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. So Monsters is a really impressive movie. It's a movie where like there are monsters, like Godzilla type mm-hmm. monsters. Um, and there is um he the a man is hired by like a rich guy to get his daughter out of mexico because like there was just an attack yeah. and so the movie is just them trying to get back to america but monsters could attack and you gotta you know scramble yeah um it's a really good movie and it's like it's a um there are effects because there's monsters and shit Sure. Um, but like there's like one big giant set piece, but then there's just like moments where it's just like acting, and then it's like, oh shit, there's a monster, you know. Mm-hmm. But the effects look really good. And what what I bring this up because like um he all of his theatrical films have been science fiction, and yeah. the man knows how to work with effects. And um, I'm sure Rogue, well, Rogue One had a lot of issues, like you know, they technically, technically. Rumor has it he didn't really direct yeah, the final reshoots cut. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, but um, from what you know, from what I, from what we've seen, like the man knows how to like make effects pop. Yeah, and so I'm happy that he got the opportunity to uh, he got seventy million dollars to make this beautiful movie. But yes. I will say, when I saw the trailer. I was like, this looks cool, but this won't make any money. And I was sad that that was reinforced when we saw the box office. Yeah, it's just sad because, like, I I hear people talk all the time about how, you know, Hollywood is so unoriginal. They never make anything, you know, new. Everything is a remake. Everything is a sequel. But when something like this comes out where it's like, it's totally new, 
you know, it's not a sequel. I don't think it's based on anything. I could be wrong, but even if it is, I don't it's believe not, so. It's not something that's known if it is. Yeah. And it's like, you don't go see it, you know? So it's like, they respond to what your wallet says. So if you don't go see something that's original, like this movie, they're going to say, okay, well, the sequel that we made or this remake that we put out made X amount of dollars. Let's keep doing that because that's what's bringing the money in, you know? So it's just frustrating to me. Like, uh, I don't think this is like the best movie of the year, but I think it's a solid movie. It is. You know, I would recommend people to go see it. So it's frustrating to me, like when people make the argument of like the unoriginality, but at the same time, they don't go see movies like this that are original. Right. Like if I had the time, I would see this in the theater again. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, no, I'm I'm 100 with you. It's like, what what do you do? But like, I want to say, a part of me wants to say that that's the kind of um environment that we are in now, where yeah. if people aren't familiar with it, they aren't gonna spend the money because if you just wait probably three weeks this is going to be on video on demand like i can't tell you how many movies i saw this summer were like not even a month later it was on video on demand yep yep you're absolutely right totally right so i don't know like and then you look at something like uh what was that elemental which Mm -hmm. on paper it bombed when it released but they wouldn't release it on Disney Plus, and it just stayed in the theater to the point where it made its money back. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if stuff would have longer a longer time to cook, maybe because like, I would love to be in a world we aren't in that world anymore, where this doesn't do too well the first weekend, but then it gets a big bump on the second weekend. That's not how. Yeah. That's not how movies work anymore. But yeah, for the most part, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, if you it, it's like very exceptional movies can can get that like everything everywhere all at once for example. Okay, that's a good like, point. That's a good point. The the legs that that movie had, it was like off the charts. But that's rare, you know. Like you you normally don't see a movie do a certain amount of money and then it stays at that same amount of money the second week and then it exceeds that the third week. You know, like where the word of mouth is like so crazy that people go see it. It's usually a situation like I suspect this will be where it's like it peaks at a low number and then it goes down and goes down and goes down. And it's just unfortunate because like this is a solid movie. Like I would recommend this over any of the the Transformers movies. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And like just because it has a Transformers name, it's going to make a higher number. Sadly, that last one didn't make it kind of bombed, but yeah. In comparison to the budget, yes, in compare, yes. yeah, right, right. But um, yeah. Um, did you have any other thoughts before we transition? No, I'm ready for spoilers. Okay, so before we um actually do that, do you would you recommend this film? And oh, yeah. if you if okay, and if you do, in what avenue? Um, I would recommend it as a theater watch. If you can't make it to the theater, definitely watch it on digital. Like, pay for it on digital. Don't don't stream. Like, yeah, like rent it because I feel like it deserves the money um, from the consumer. You know, like even though it's it was made for seventy million, like these dudes who put in the work to make this world come to life, like visually, Mm -hmm. they deserve to have their work recognized so if you can rent it or at least or first i would say go see it in theaters because it's yeah. definitely beautiful it's a beautiful there's like not a shot in this movie where you can say oh that looks off or that's iffy yeah. or anything like that it all looks legit so go see it in the theater if you cannot see it in the theater definitely rent it and if you can't rent it at least just watch it <laughs> like at least just watch it and say wow i can't believe they pulled that off you know so yeah no, I'm with you. Like, I also recommend, like, if you can see this movie, go sit in the theater. Like, I get it. Like, go on $5 Tuesday, but yeah. see it in the theater. See it on the biggest screen that you can. Like, I also agree. Um, As for VOD, 
I mean, give them that money. But if you if you have to stream it, give give get those people their twelve cents per stream. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> get those res- residuals in. Right. <laughs> but all right, spoilers. We are in the spoiler section. I'm gonna go first, Jared. Uh, right. I was feeling this movie, and I was like, no if ands or buts. I am going to go see this movie again in the theater. And then we get to the third act. And like John David Washington has like a um a, oh also I guess this, this is not a spoiler I thought it was really funny like how in the beginning of the movie he's he just sounds so much like his dad dude I swear I promise you I was about to say the exact okay before I go any further <laughs> I know you are talking about the scene where he's in the bed yep 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 yes, yep he yep. sounds exactly like Denzel I could not believe it I was like that's literally just Denzel like yes. I couldn't believe it. Like I had heard it in Tenet a little bit when I saw him in Tenet, I was like, he's kind of sound like Denzel right well, there. Well, the, pro- the problem the problem with Tenet was the sound mixing. You couldn't hear yeah, anything it, when you could hear him. <laughs> but like, and I swear to you, I knew. Well, I didn't know you were gonna say that, but I was definitely gonna say that. And when you said he sounded like him, I knew you were talking about that bed thing because I thought mm-hmm. the exact same thing. He sounds exactly like Denzel. Yes. It's like uncanny yes. how much he sounds like his dad in that, in that scene. But okay, so like John David Washington's plan is they're going to take a a rocket ship to the moon because apparently in this universe space travels a thing. Yes. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like I get it that we are in the universe where we have like artificial intelligence and robots and shit walking around. But like there's space travel, not just space tra- tra- travel, but we colonize the moon? Like what where did that come yes. from? Yes. And it's funny because, like, for me personally, all you have to do to alleviate something like this is, like, it could even be, like, something playing on TV in the background where you're saying, yes, trips to the moon are as low as whatever amount. And then that way you can just say, okay, it's planted in the audience's mind that you can take trips to the moon. It's literally that simple. Like, you don't even have to waste, like, an actor or a background actor or anything like that. You could just put it on the... You know, on a TV screen or on an advertisement or whatever, and you could just alleviate that problem. But I know exactly what you're talking about because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I get it. It's the future. It's it's advanced. You got AI robots and whatnot. I guess going to the moon wouldn't be a leap, but at least give me a little. Yeah, that this is a that thing. Moon that travel the... is possible. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I understand like from a script perspective, we needed them to get to the space station. Yes. And I appreciated that. They weren't stupid, and when they captured them at the end of the second app, they, they didn't just take them to the space station. Because, like, right. that's dumb. I yes. appreciate that they didn't do that, but part of me wishes that they would have just did that. <laughs> because, like, at least, like, we aren't adding new elements to the story where, like, at least for me, I'm take that took me out of the movie. The effects were on point, but, like, yeah. this, this story beat took me all the way out the movie. That's um, fair. But yeah, so like everything that was happening, like we introduced like the the synthoid of his wife, and I'm like, why, why, yeah. why? Yeah, it was a little cheap. It yeah. was a little cheap, a uh, sort of a uh, emotional um, catharsis, no I guess you could say, yeah. to I give guess. him or whatever before he. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he mentioned early on if he just had one more minute with her, I got it, I get it. Um, Although I, I did, I do have to say, not to cut you off, but I do yeah, have to fine. say like. I do appreciate that she wasn't just alive, the wife. Oh, because, that like, is so true. Yeah. I was like, okay, I just saw a gigantic bomb blow her up. Like, she, I, we didn't see a body. We know in movies, yeah. if you don't see the body, nobody's technically dead. Right. So I was like, okay, but like, I saw like this huge spaceship, which is like literally built to blow people up, explode like right next to her boat. And so when she was revealed to be like in a coma or whatever, or like on life support or a vegetable state, I guess you could say, or whatever it is. Yeah. All, I was like, all okay, of those I'm are happy. Great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm happy that she's not just alive and walking around and normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I thought that was a good move on their part. And I really like the line where he was saying, where, uh, was it, um, can't even think of his name, Ken, Ken Watanabe. I think it was him where yeah. he was like, we're programmed not to hurt her. So like they can't even yeah, pull they the can't plug pull the plug. Yeah. 
And like that was just so sad. And I'm like, yeah, we were still in the in the mode of like, I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention this during the uh, non spoilers, but I well, two things. I love the tech where where you could copy somebody's brain and put it in a robot. But yeah. like, depending on how long they've been dead, the the that dictates how long that 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 brain is good. Right. Right. It's very brief. Yeah. Depending yeah. on how long you've been dead. It basically is like the survivability of like, mm-hmm. you know, being able to transfer that consciousness to the, a, a robot or whatever. So stuff like that, I think is dope. Like where it's yeah. like the tech is there, yes. but it's like not perfect. And it's like, you can do it, but it has limitations. Yeah. So it's like, I think stuff like that is like where it's like, okay, it's like, it's, it's, it's realistic to a point where it, it's but, realistic you know, it's, to this world. It makes sense to this yes. world. Like they introduced that. And I didn't like, I wasn't like, what the fuck is happening here? I'm like, this yeah. makes sense for this universe. Space yes. travel doesn't, but this <laughs> makes sense. For this universe. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I thought that was dope. Like it, it's just, this movie has a lot of ideas that I think are really mm-hmm. cool. Um, even if they're not like the freshest, newest, you know, ideas that we haven't seen before, I still appreciate it. Like, that they didn't um, take it to a, um, a certain place. Like, even in this movie, like, it's like the AI is, like, technically the bad guys, but it's like, are they really? Like, Yeah, because, I really you know, love that seed of doubt. And they were like, hey, the bad stuff, that the um, the bomb that went off, that was human error. Yeah, that was human and error. It was mentioned, but we never came back to it again, but logged. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's just it's just planting the seed, so you don't really know one hundred percent for sure right. if it is human error or if it's not, you know. And like, based on you know, it's funny going back to what you mentioned with um the um like the army lady character, I forget her name, Allison Janney. That's her. Yeah, name. so she basically what she was saying with her with her son was like the AI one of the AI robots tricked his tricked her son. And set them up or whatever. So we know that the the AIs like are like capable of trickery. Yes. So when Ken Watanabe when Ken Watanabe says like that was human error, it's like he could be telling the truth. We don't have mm-hmm. any reason to believe that he's not telling the truth. But at the same time, we've already introduced this idea that they can trick you. You know what I mean? Based on what she was saying. But I'm inclined to believe that it is true what he said was true about you know about the it, the explosion being human error right so, but i also like how the movie did never technically said john david washington was right yes like it felt like like it felt like yes what the government was doing was extreme mm-hmm. but at no point and yeah okay the robot looks like a kid it's not actually a fucking kid Right. So, like the stuff they were doing to it, it feels bad because that's our natural reaction to children. But like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they never were like, "Hey, the government is the bad guy," and I really do appreciate that. I, I definitely agree with you. I, technically, so, he was a terrorist. <laughs> exactly. He was like enemy of the. Of the He's like treasonous ex-military member. But right. like, I always, me personally, I prefer the gray area like if it were up to me uh, a lot more stories would be more gray rather than black and white mm-hmm. so instead of having just a bad guy and a good guy you got a character who is the protagonist he might not necessarily he or she might not necessarily be quote unquote the good guy but we're following their story and we tend to uh side with whoever we're following you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so in this case it's sort of like a gray area where it's like we don't really know for sure if we are following the good guy quote unquote we just happen to be following them because the movie doesn't say this is the good guy these are the bad guys and lay it all out for you i much prefer that type of movie right same 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 but also that's (laughs) general audiences don't like that shit yeah they tend to test badly and all of that but yeah i just I, you know I'm, I'm i like the moral ambiguity a lot more than like the clear-cut this is how you should feel narrative you know so yeah. i appreciate it but um also something else that could have been in non-spoilers i liked that allison jenning was the antagonist on the ground like she's yeah. like in her 60s i've never seen her play like an outright villain and it's like yeah i'm I was just, I was afraid of her. Like she, she, <laughs> she was, was cool. 
she was doing some stuff out there and it's like also i like how like then her not her initial scene but her um her second scene when they're on the plane and she explains her motivations for doing Mm -hmm. this and it's like she's not being evil to be fucking evil it's like bro like we all got skin in the game one way or another and it's like you are impeding the mission yes yes exactly that's it goes back to what i was saying like for example if this movie were focused on her character she would be the protagonist of the right. of the movie right. and John David Washington would be the bad guy quote unquote so it's like it's gray it's not black and white you know easily you can see if you jumped into her shoes she is the um the hero of of her yes. story yeah. you know so and by the way like one thing that i really liked about her is like it, it, she is totally believable like I've always said, like, for example, if you look at, like, for me personally, Captain Marvel, like, with Brie Larson, I just don't buy Cap. I just don't buy Brie Larson as Cap as like a badass uh, Captain Marvel. But like, if you look at a movie like um, Atomic Blonde, I buy Charlize Theron as like a super spy badass. I don't know how to explain it. It's just for me, it's like a level of believability that uh, she has here in this role, and I'm just like. Even though she's an older lady, like I totally buy that yeah. she is in this role and she wants to get the mission done and she's like just on her path to get it done. So, yeah, like and it's also like she wasn't doing like you know flipping people and all this stuff. It's like yeah. there was some gunplay, but for the most part, she was just being authoritative, which makes yeah. sense because she was like a captain or a colonel or something. So you know, yeah, she's like the leader. Yeah. Yeah, so like it all made sense. Like, I agree. Like, she was. I believed that this character existed. And, like, yeah. you know, they don't really play up it, but, like, yeah, she is older. And, like, yeah. she is probably in this. She's probably stayed in longer than she needed to. But what else does she have to go home to? Right, right. It's for the purpose of the mission. Right. You know? And, oh, okay. I'm. Uh, I just thought. I just came. This came to my mind. This goes to like an example of the editing stuff that I was talking about. So maybe, maybe I was. Maybe I'm confused. But during like the final scene where John David Washington is putting the kid like on the escape pod, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, ship, the main ship, the big ship starts to the blow. Tentacles. Up, right? Like where the fuck the yeah. tentacles come from? Not. Not only that, I forgave the tentacles. Where the fuck did I forgot about the tentacles? What what are the tentacles? I don't know the tentacle heads. Like in my head, I was like, okay, these are like service tentacles, like they repair the ship or something. That's how I rationalized it in my head at the moment. Okay. But like, so we see John David Washington, he he like presses the button, sends the escape pod off into space to escape the explosion, right? Maybe I'm confused, but we see like they show exterior view and like the ship is exploding. And then we cut back, like we they show a few other things, and then we cut back to John David Washington. And suddenly he's like in the garden area with mm-hmm. like his wife robot. Yeah. And I was just like, wait a minute, how did he get from the pod escape area all the way back during the explosions to the grassy why, garden area? Why is that grassy area? Why on did the he ship? go why did he go back there? To- yeah, because he didn't know she that was he the thing. Yeah, he had no idea that that robot was there. But also, why would you keep all those robots on your super weapon? What if I, they I, came on? No idea. I don't know. Third act is the weakest act, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like awful, like unforgivably bad. It's but it's just, not it's just well the weakest act. Out. It's not well yeah, thought out. It's just out. the weakest act, yeah. Like I understand, uh, they needed the characters to get there. I get yeah. it, but then like they didn't like one. They didn't really have a good idea on how to get them there, and then they didn't really have a good idea on what that looks like. So also, like, did they basically murder the people that were that got off the ship for the got off the rocket ship because they had to make that emergency landing? Did they murder yeah. those people? Uh, the movie, I think, from what the movie presents us, that yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I just want to make sure yes. we're on the same page. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Like the movie doesn't say anything to the to the contrary. Yeah. So like just logically speaking, I, I would assume yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, but 
Right. You know, and so, then like, yeah, I don't know. I just it was a few editing things that like, and again, like I said, could be like they have explanations for these things, but they were left on a cutting room floor. So I'm giving them like, you know, a little bit of leeway, but like all I can judge based on is like what I saw in the theater. Yeah. So. Like I don't know, I don't understand why he would even go back to that grassy area. He did he had no reason to go back there. Maybe I'm hoping maybe this third act was um studio mandated. Like maybe it tested poorly. Yeah. And so maybe they were like, okay, we gotta shoot a new ending. Um maybe hopefully that's it. And the original ending is like very artistic. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be. But you know, the studios, you know, we both know when they throw their hands in the pot. You never know what could come out. You know That's what I'm saying? True. So you could have the most incredible ending. And if it tests terribly, depending on, you know, the 30 people who happen to be testing movies that day, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, I don't like this. You know, the mandate comes down, you got to change your ending. So <clears throat> it sucks, but it's like part of the filmmaking process at this point, you know. Cost of doing business. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a quick IMDb, then get out of here. I'm not sure if you saw it on the outline, but uh, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes was? I have not seen it. Okay. If I had to guess, I would say it's like a seven. Seven? Yeah. You, no, critics score, Jared. Critics. Critics? Um. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Critics score... Two hundred and fifty-nine critic reviews. It's hard to say, man. Critics can go either way, but I'll I'll say, uh, well, since I said seven, and you had like a violent reaction to me saying seven, seven. I'm gonna say a single-digit number from critics that like artsy movies because they see nothing but fucking dribble (laughs) every week. Okay, I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a eight, three, eight point three. No, hundred out of a hundred percent. That's why I was like 83. 83. Okay. Cause when you're like seven out of a hundred, yeah, I'm like, I, what are you talking about? Thinking, well, it was because when you first introduced this, you said IMDB. Oh, okay. I'm to- sorry. You didn't I'm say Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. But that's my yes. bad. I didn't I, I didn't realize 83. I said I didn't realize I said that. Sorry. No, it's not good. Uh 68. 68? Yeah. I'm gonna hope that it's it, close that's yeah. close to seven. I'm gonna hope that it um that it's 68 because people were mad at the third act. I'm hoping that's why it's yeah, because the first Honestly, two acts are like high are 80s. solid. They're solid. Yeah. I, it's 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 hard though because like I wouldn't fight you if you said you had this at like a 68 or a 6.8, whatever you want to call it, whatever scale you want to use. I wouldn't fight it, but I would say I personally had it a little higher. Um, but I wouldn't fight it just because that last act is like a little it like for example. Movie. Yeah, it does. But if if you could have finished this out strong with like an act, a third act that was equal to like the second act or the first act, it would easily be like a, a eight. Yeah. To me. Yeah. But the third the third act definitely did drive it, you know, drag it down. So I'm not angry at a 6.8, but I feel like me personally, knowing like the hard work that goes into like the VFX and like all of that to make this movie look this good on this budget. And I know this is not like technically speaking, like movie specific, like in terms of like story and all of that stuff that other people look at. But to me, it's got to be higher than a a a 68 to me. I get it, but it's also the average. So, you know, it's an average of all the yes, yeah. reviews. I mean, there's some people that's just going to straight up not like it for, like, the religious overtones and shit. Yeah, and, like, the government and, yeah, you know, the U.S. Yeah. government and bombing other countries and all of that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about that... to go into a whole other thing, but I'm not even going to go there. But all right, um, thanks for like just doing this in the middle of the week with me, man. And it's like, yeah, it's fun to chit chat with you, Jared. And um, we will see you back on the show um, in the coming weeks. We've got something cooking. 
Some yes. little un, little unresolved business, if you will. <laughs> yes, I will be back. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. It is a thing. We have it. We don't use it, but we have it at we used to talk pod. Follow me on Letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Um, Jared, do you have Letterbox? Um, yes, but I don't use it. I it's- created it. Put a few movies in and never touch it again. But it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but all right, that's the show. And or do, wait, did you want to do it on show, or do you just want me to close? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Jared underscore underscore France F R A N C, and uh, hit that follow button. Let me. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I lost it. I lost it there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But yeah, so thank you for listening. And now you know what we used to talk about at work.